And now, it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Hello and welcome to Witness Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Muniak. And, well, if you're listening, that means I actually have a listener, which is cool, because I'm not expecting any. But, let me talk to you a little bit about Witness Radio and what I'm doing. The sole purpose of Witness Radio is to save souls on purpose. That's it. I'm not here for ratings, I'm not here for tons of listeners. I'm not even here for a syndication deal. I'm here to witness to the lost. And the reason I'm doing it via a radio broadcast is because I'm scared to death to talk to people one-to-one. And I figure, hey, it works for Todd Friel of Wretched Radio. I might as well give it a shot and see if I could do it too. Now, I'm not trying to steal the limelight from Todd or anything like that, so please take those comments and throw them in the trash. No, I'm I'm doing this to glorify God and to get out of my comfort zone, to start talking to people. If you can enjoy this broadcast, then great. Uh, but it's really, it's more for God and, and even for me so that I can uh, go back and listen to the encounters that I've had with people and learn from my mistakes and, and grow in, in my uh, evangelism efforts. So... Witness Radio, uh, we're planning to have a a weekly broadcast. Basically, I will chalk talk an evangelism clip real quick, and then I'll play the clip. Obviously, I'm going to choose, you know, the best clips and timing-wise and all that. I'm hoping to not spend a lot of time doing editing and all that. Uh, Of course, I don't have the best audio equipment. I'm not a professional radio broadcast. But hopefully something comes out of this halfway decent. And I want your input. Uh, you know, if you have comments, if you have questions, send send us an email. Uh, good, bad. Uh, tell us how the audio is. Uh, give us suggestions on how we can fix that. Do you like the style and format of the show? W- whatever. We're, we're open to suggestions. Even uh, scheduling. Uh we're planning to do a weekly show, but we don't really know when exactly to put the show on. When would be the best time for you to listen to the show? Now, like I said, this is really not about you, so we may or may not take your suggestion. But at least we'd like to hear from you, if there is anyone out there listening. And the way you can get a hold of us is go to www.witnessradio.weebly.com. Weebly is spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. Witnessradio.weebly.com. Or just email us outright. Go to ask at me, the number 4, jc.com. Ask at me4jc.com. And that's how you can send us uh, correspondence and talk to us. And yes, I know it doesn't match the radio show, but hey, we're broke. So 
Without further ado, let's get to the first audio clip that we have. This is, for lack of a better term, it is the evolution convert. This young man, I was talking to him on the campus of University of Cincinnati, where all of our clips will be from today. He said that he grew up in a Christian home, was raised with the Christian values and everything, and then he walked away from it all because he said evolution showed him more proof than creation, more more proof than Christianity. Hey, bud, question for you. Uh, you got time to talk on the radio real quick? I'll walk with you. Oh, yeah. Okay, what, what's your name? I'm Sean. Hi, Sean. I'm Ryan. So we're on the campus today getting people's opinions on uh, Paul Walker, the actor from Fast and the Furious who just died recently in a car wreck. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's a tragic accident, and that's really too bad. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you know this, he was, he was only 40 years old when he died. Uh, most people I've been talking to on the campus are roughly around 20. That's like half of their life. So what about, how old are you? I am 23. You're 23. So you're, if you were Paul Walker, you would be over halfway to your death right now. What do you think about that? Uh, seems like such a short life compared to a lot of people, so it's, it really sucks. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that was a real short life. You know, if, uh, you know, what do you think, uh, what do you think happens to somebody when they die? i really not really sure. Okay. Answer for that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, do you, uh, what, uh, what type of background do you come from? Uh, nationality, uh, uh, different, different religions, stuff like that. What type of background do you come from? I mean, I was raised Christian and, uh, to believe in going to heaven and all, but it's not always what I personally believe. I'm just open to everything and not really sure. Just kind of looking. Okay, so right now you're you're still searching. You're not real sure exactly what's going on. You're keeping yourself open to everything that's out there. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, why did you, uh, for lack of a better term, decide to give up the Christian life? Well, I've always been really into just science and evolution and all, so just seeing a lot of the evidence out there. I'm not so sure if I completely believe what the Bible says. Maybe I believe there's something out there, but um, I'm not totally sure. I'm just kind of open. Okay. So uh, when would you say you started to have doubts about the Bible and Christianity and all that stuff? Probably when I was a teenager. High school, middle school? Middle school. Okay. Was it, and if I understood you correctly, it was kind of the uh, the theory of evolution that uh, helped to uh, make you uh, kind of draw away from the Christianity. Yeah. So what uh, what was the the big argument or the big major point that made you say, you know what, I'm not so sure about this Christianity thing. Well, it was just that uh, they believe that some ultimate being just sent us here and made us who we are, but 
I mean, I kind of agree with the fact of evolution that we grew from other things in that way. Where are you going? Right here? Okay. Well, I know you got to go, so I will let you go. Before I do, a free gift from Witness Radio. Thank you. Hopefully that will answer some in- answers for you, okay? Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Okay, I know. I was supposed to say hopefully that'll answer some questions for you. But unfortunately, I pulled the DVD out and it said answers in big bold letters, so it threw me off and I said hopefully that'll answer some answers for you. You'll just have to forgive me. But he got the gospel. You know, this uh pack of DVDs that I got for free from Answers in Genesis, they uh, were generous enough to give them, give me a whole bunch of them to give away to people. Uh, it's got the gospel on there. It's got a clear presentation of creation and debunks evolution and all that. And hopefully this young man will listen to or will watch these DVDs, these video clips that are on there. There's like 12 videos of Ken Ham talking. I mean, that's that's a pretty sweet deal for free. Uh, but anyway, did you hear this guy? He believed that evolution was true because no one ever showed him the proof of Christianity. He walked away from the faith. Not that he had the faith in the first place, but I want to admonish and encourage parents of Christian parents you know, who have their children. Raise them up in the faith. No, I'm not saying that you can make them become Christians, but you know what? Offer them the evidence. Show them the truth. Don't just read the Bible stories and and only make it a, a Sunday education. Every day, get a catechism. You can get one for free at muniacfamily.com. Get a catechism and teach these children what do you believe, why you believe it, and why they should believe it. Show them that evolution is nothing more than an adult fairy tale. Show these kids that creation is true, that Christianity is true. And I want to make, I want to stress that. Don't just say that creation is true. You also want to talk to them about Christianity. Because there are many people who believe there are God, there is a God or gods, and they're still going to hell. We need to always make sure that the gospel is the focus of our lives. The gospel needs to be the focus of everything. So when you're training your children, share the gospel with them regularly. You know, yes, talk about Adam and Eve, talk about Noah and the Ark, talk about all these different Bible stories. But always try and bring it back to the gospel. Try and tie that tie it in. That's what will save them is the gospel, not the stories. So I I, I just I can't encourage you guys enough to really think about what you're doing with your children. I mean, I myself I'm 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 trying. You know I've got. Uh, two girls right now. I've got a boy on the way. I really hope that, you know, they'll come to know the Lord Jesus Christ because I don't want them to go to hell. And I definitely don't want them to walk away from the Christian faith because it doesn't make sense like this young man did. 
Eric is an agnostic who is a student at UC, and we got to talking. We had a really good conversation there on the campus as he was heading to his dorm or something, and, you know, it seemed like he was trying to put on a front and just was hesitant to think too much about these things, but I really think that something got to him. It seemed like there was a, a change of, not a change of heart, you know, he, he didn't repent, but it seemed like there was some type of change in, in, in his demeanor uh, while we were talking. So please pray for Eric as you listen to this conversation. So we're uh, on the campus today. We're wanting to know uh, people's thoughts on Paul Walker, who died recently in a car wreck. He was uh, one of the actors from Fast and the Furious. What do you think about that? I think it's... Uh, I think fitting would be a very harsh word, but I think it's, for lack of a better word, fitting, because he made a living going on TV, or more likely movies, and go racing very fast. And he died in a car crash, so it's kind of ironic. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, I... I, I I'm hearing the uh, sound of the Alanis Morissette song right now, uh, probably way before your time. Anyway, so, you know, he was he was only 40 years old. You're probably, what, like 20? 20, half his age. Wow. So, if you, if you think about it, double your age and you're dead. What are your thoughts on that? Um, to be pretty sad end of life, I guess. Yeah, he didn't get a lot accomplished. Right, so... You know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to die when I'm old, 70, 80, 90, you know. What what if you were to know, hey, I'm only going to live till I'm 40? Live life the fullest, man. You have to. If you were only going to live till 40, you got to party like tomorrow you're going to die. Okay. You're only going to live four decades, and you're in school for, what, two and a half of those? That's true. Okay, so uh, let me ask. You got 40 years to lie to, to live, and then after that, you're dead. Yeah. What do you believe happens after somebody dies? Uh, I believe you go to another place. It's not earthly. It's, uh, I was going that way, but uh, I think everybody goes somewhere. I think even if they're bad, even if they're the worst person on the face of the earth, I still think they go to the same place because if God exists, and he is all-accepting. Wouldn't he accept everybody into heaven anyway? Because he understands, he understands the human nature to its fullest. He would understand that everybody's just a prison to their own humanity. Okay, so uh, when you were talking there, you uh, you had said, uh, if God exists, and you kind of raise your hands and do a little quote sign. Uh, does that mean that you are you, you're an agnostic? I do not know. It's not that I don't believe in God or don't think he isn't around. It's just I don't know. I'm 20. I haven't figured it out yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, you want to just sit here for a minute? Or? I'll stay here and talk to you. I'm going literally Okay. Okay. So uh, you're an agnostic. You're not sure uh, if there's a God or not. Uh, I am going to uh, attempt something here. Uh, and... Uh, you can even you can time me, uh, but I'm going to attempt to uh, prove to you 
that there is a God. Okay. Okay? So, look around at everything you see here. Okay? You got trees, sky, everything. street cars, you, me, everything around. And you see, you know, uh, for example, you got this building right here. Yeah. Let's step back a little. It's a little loud by the street. So we got this giant building here. Well, not giant. It's big to me. Uh, and how do we know that there is a builder for that building? Because it's there. Okay. Very good. Uh, next, next one. Uh, we see all these cars here, you know, all driving around, different makes and models and years and colors and everything. And how do we know that someone made the car? Because the car is there. Right. Very good. Okay. So, now, moving a little deeper, you see nature, the earth, you see all this stuff, uh, you know, innately designed. I mean, yeah. if I were to tell you that car, it just happened. I mean... There was nothing there, and then all of a sudden, bam. Nobody drove it into that spot. No, Nobody put it together right there. It just appeared. Yeah. What would you say to me? Uh, I would say you're crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, and that's that's fair. I, I, I would think the same thing. I might have to lock myself up. Yeah. So, now you take that back to us, you and me. Yeah. Uh, we'll look at just your eyeball, just one eyeball. You know, it has 137, give or take, billion light-sensitive cells in it. As good and awesome as cameras have come over the years, they still can't come close to what the human eyeball can do. So, in summation, because we see how much greater the design is in nature and in our own bodies, in our eyeballs, we can conclude that something, someone, had to make it. Yes. I, I think you're right. But I know that everything natural isn't made like that, like it is today. Like today, a car takes two hours to make on an assembly line. Earth takes billions and billions of years to make. Are you sure about that? Well, a, a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> it's a big number. Okay. Well, you know, uh, a lot of people say that, but uh, they weren't there. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I don't know what happened at the very beginning. I don't know if the Big Bang's true. Uh, it probably is, considering everybody concerns with that. Okay. I don't know the origin of the Earth. I don't. It's all up in the air. That's why I'm agnostic. I'm I'm allowed to have loose ends in my head. That's how I, that's how my brain works. Okay. I can have loose ends if I don't have an answer to something. It's okay to me. Okay. Now, uh, we just talked about. Uh whether or not there is a God, we, and we've seen that through creation that there has to be a creator. So, you know, we, we can assume that that creator is God. So let's move a step farther. You know, you have uh, all different religions, thousands of religions in the world. How do we know which religion is following the right God? Now, I used to go to church on a regular basis, because uh, my parents raised me Catholic, and the priest there, the newer priest, he had a very good insight about this. He said, now, he made an analogy to someone buying grain in an older, much older style marketplace. Now, now 
the person buying the grain walks up to the merchant, and he doesn't ask the merchant, which road did you take to get here, to get the grain? Did you come through the hills? Did you come through the plains? Did you come, which way did you come to get here? He's not asking, he's not asking which way you got here. He's asking, did you get the grain? Did you, did you become a good person? Did you, did you, uh, it's just hard to explain. Very hard to explain. But did you, did you get here? Did you follow what, what your conscience told you? Did you, were you a good person? Were you a bad person? Okay, so let me, let me just try and sum that up, uh, real quick there. Uh, you, you kind of believe what, what he taught you in that analogy that it doesn't matter how you get to God as long as you get to Him? Yes. I believe, that's what I believe. Because okay. I believe that, you know, Muslims, Buddhists, everything, they're all good people. I mean, you you could be friends with a Muslim or a Buddhist just as well as anybody else and no, notice that they're a good person, but they may believe different things just because that's that's their way. That's their way. That's their road. Their road is different than yours. But both of you can still get to God. Believe me. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm going to delve a little deeper here, get a little personal. Uh, you've been saying you know, people got to be a good person to... to yeah. Get to God, get to heaven, whatever. Yeah. Uh, do you consider yourself to be a good person? Uh, mostly, yes, in comparison to some other horrors going on in the world today. Yes. Like like compared to Hitler or something? Uh, slavery still goes on today, modern world. People don't know about it, but it's around. There's uh, prostitution everywhere. There's all sorts of stuff. And I'm not delving into any massive corrupting types of deals, you know. Okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to put you to the test. Okay. Uh, you know, what you were saying is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good compared to, uh, you know, some other people out there that are worse than me. Okay, but what about according to the standards of God? Okay, well, what are the standards of God? Well, uh, I'm going to use... Uh, what uh, many people say are can be considered God's standard. Uh, the Ten Commandments, you've heard of them? Okay, so well, I'm just going to ask you a couple of them, and uh, we'll, we'll see how you're doing, okay? So uh, one of them is uh, do not lie. How many lies do you think you've told in your entire life? A lot. A lot? Okay, rough number? Oh, my gosh. Something, ten, ten to the power of something. <laughs> okay, so what do you call someone who tells a lot of ten to the power of something lies? You call him a liar. Okay, well, thank you for your honesty, <laughs> by the way. Uh, so, next question uh, says, do not steal. Have you ever stolen something, even something small? Yes. Okay, what do you call someone who steals? Uh, you call them a thief. Okay. Or whatever. Thief sounds good. Uh, moving on. Um, says, uh, do not take the name of God in vain. Don't don't use the name like a curse word. Have you ever done that one? Yeah. Okay. And uh, last one. One more. Uh, this this is a big one, by the way. Uh, Jesus said when he was uh, reiterating uh, one of the commandments, he said, you have heard it said of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks upon a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Have you ever looked with lust? Yeah, I believe every human being has. Okay. Uh, so you have blood flowing through your veins. Uh, so 
what I've just done, we've gone through four of those Ten Commandments, and you've admitted to me yeah. that you're a lying, mm-hmm. thieving, mm-hmm. blasphemous, yes. adulterer at heart. Yes. Man, that's horrible. Human being is it? You could, ask well, any, you could ask any human being out here walking around. I'm sure they would tell you yes on all four things. I, I rarely agree with you, I'm, unless they're lying. Well, yeah, unless of course, they're lying, and then they're breaking rule number one. Right. Uh, so, if God were to judge you based on that, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? I'd be guilty, yes. But like you said, just like the rest of us. You know, granted, we we are all guilty according to God's standard. I mean, His standard is perfection. That that's the the definition of good. Yeah. Is no no flaws, no no imperfections. Uh, so, uh, if God judges you and you would be guilty, do you think you would go to heaven or to hell? I believe God accepts everyone. Okay, and. Uh, but Logically, you would you would think no, but if God didn't accept everyone, he would be alone by himself in heaven, wouldn't he? Well, I mean, if yeah. we are his creation, and none of us are perfect, and he only wants the perfect ones in heaven, wouldn't be he be completely alone? You would think so. Himself and Jesus and Holy Spirit, however that works out. Right, right, okay. So, um, you know... Bible says that, uh, you know, we've all sinned, you know, we've all lied and stolen and done all those things. But, uh, you know, it also says that there's a punishment for that sin. Um, you know, and uh, I like to uh, relate it to the courtroom. You know, if you're, if you're guilty of a crime, the, uh, the judge has to punish you. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to throw you in prison, put a fine on you, whatever. And, you know, I kind of relate that the same way to God in the Bible. You know, God says, don't break these rules, and we've broken the rules. So he says, okay, you have to be punished. Mm -hmm. And the Bible actually says, uh, all liars will have their place in the lake which burns with fire and sulfur. And it says, right, uh, or a place called hell. Uh, I believe in the Bible. Something like that. Okay, and it also says that uh, no thief will inherit the kingdom of God, which is heaven. Uh, so, based on what the Bible says, it, it's that it says that you and me and everybody else deserves to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Well, see, God didn't just make all of us and then come up with the rules. He came up with. He knew everything was gonna happen. He knew it was gonna happen. He had to. He had to. He's God. He had to know what was going to happen. So he gave you these rules that are all for nothing in the, in the hopes that you follow them as much as you can. Okay. So um, let me let me take that back to the courtroom. You're standing before the judge, yes. and, and yes. You're, you're, you're guilty. Yes. And, and you say, Judge, you know, I I tried to follow the rules. I, I just couldn't. So you, you should just let me go anyway because, you know, I, I tried to follow some of them. Yeah. But see, the court doesn't doesn't make rules that are so hard and impossible to follow. As you can the uh, prisons and jails would would suggest otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people who who can't keep those rules either, and they're in yeah. prison. So, right. but you know, uh, I agree with you that you know, if God didn't do something, then we we'd all be going to hell, and he'd he'd be alone. In jail, right? Basically. Exactly. So we we wouldn't have. 
uh, he'd be all alone up there in, in heaven. But, uh, you know, the Bible does talk about God doing something for us uh, so that we wouldn't have to go to hell. Do you know what that is? Uh, purgatory. No, that, that's actually not in the Bible. Really? Yeah. Um, purgatory was the place that uh, all souls are cleansed. They're not in hell, but they're being cleansed of whatever, and then they get to choose between heaven and hell or something. Something to that effect, I believe. Yeah, no, unfortunately, that uh, that's not in the Bible. There's not a single verse to support it. Um, but uh, what it does say that God did is that he sent his son Jesus. You know, he sent his son Jesus Christ to this earth. He was born of a virgin. He was perfect, sinless. He was, He was actually God in the flesh. And then he died on the cross, not because he had sinned or broken the law, but because you have broken the law and I have broken the law. You see, he did that. Uh, he he was shedding his blood for us. He was paying our fine, so to speak, like like the courtroom scene. And you know, three days later, he came back to life. He rose from the dead, uh, showing that he can, he had power over death. He could defeat death, and he can give us a way of escape from death and hell. And uh, so, you know, when Jesus did that, he he offered it. He offered that free gift of, of eternal life to everybody. But there's something you have to do when someone offers you a gift. What, what do you do when someone offers you a gift? You have to give them a gift back, or that's a nice thing to do, but you at least have to thank them. That's, that's the least you can do is to thank them. Well, more specifically, if you actually want the gift, what do you have to do? They're holding it out in front of you. What do you have to do? Take it. Right, you have to take it. So... That's that's what God wants us to do. You know, Jesus died on the cross, paid for our sins, rose again, but now he offers the gift. But if we don't take it, we still get punished. We still go to hell for eternity. But if we receive that gift, if we take it, then we can go to, go to heaven. Uh, has anyone told you before how to receive that gift? No. Okay. Uh, Jesus said, you must be born again. Uh, and he says, uh, Mark 1.15 says, repent and believe the gospel. So repent, uh, a lot of people get that confused. They think it just means to be sorry. But, you know, if you go before a judge and say, judge, I'm sorry for the stuff I did, you can let me go now, right? No, obviously not. So, uh, repent means to turn away from your sins. Uh, you know, to let them go, drop them. Yes, be sorry for them. Yes, you should confess them to God. But turn away from them to the point where you no longer desire to do them. You no longer want to do those things. You know, um, and the second part that Jesus said is believe the gospel, which is that Jesus died and rose again, paid for the sins of the whole world, and offers them an opportunity to receive that gift. But they need to repent and trust in him kind of the same way that someone would trust in a parachute if they're jumping out of a plane. Yeah. You know, someone hands them a parachute, oh, that's nice, but they don't put it on. It's not doing them a lick of good. No, you know, they they got to put it on and trust their life to that parachute. And that's what, uh, that's what Jesus is all about. That's what uh, the gospel was all about, is he died for people who don't deserve to go to hell. Or, I'm sorry, he died for people who don't deserve to go to heaven. We all deserve to go to hell. But he loves us anyway, in spite of it, and gave us a way out of hell if we'll turn away from our sins, 
lying, stealing, lusting, and we put our trust in Him. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's that's a hard question. <laughs> I, I understand. It, it, it's been a good conversation. Yeah, I think this is where I go back to being a Gnostic. And I, I just don't know. Gotcha. I don't have all the answers. So there you go. That was my interview with Eric, who, you know, it, it seemed like we were getting somewhere, and then all of a sudden at the end he just shuts down. It's horrible. You know, the people want to suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That's what the Bible says, but I, I, I hate that it's true. I, I wish they would not suppress that truth, that they would accept it and come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But that's the end of our show, and I hope you liked it, if there's anyone actually listening to this thing. And we'll be back next week. I don't know where we'll be. Maybe go back to the campus. Maybe just be on the street somewhere. But I do know that I enjoyed going out and sharing my faith uh, using, you know, just a microphone and a voice recorder. People will talk to you uh, like nobody's business just because you've got a microphone in your hand. And it made it so much easier for me to be able to talk with people because I I am such an introvert as people say I hate going up to people and trying to start a conversation I am not one for keeping a conversation going ask my wife she'll tell you she married me because I listen it's not because I like to listen it's because I don't know what to say and now that's a bit of hyperbole, a bit of a joke. I love you, honey. And uh, but that that that's the point. I I'm not a good talker. In fact, I don't really know what to say right now. I'm kind of rambling on, just trying to fill some time so that I can end this show. But hopefully, as time goes on, I will learn to say something interesting and if nothing else at least you got to hear some witnessing conversations today so god bless you and may you get out there and and glorify him because there's nothing more important here on this earth in this life than seeking to save lost souls for his kingdom and his glory Amen.